837 here on the Morning Rush. A little Kareem Bailey Ray. Put your records on. Joining us now from It's the Bigs, friend of the show, a.k.a. Stay Humble, a.k.a. Eugene McIntosh, a.k.a. The, the guy that is everywhere and anywhere. Hi, good morning, man. How are you? Yes, sir. Good morning, man. How are you? I uh, can't complain. Get, well, maybe I could complain, but I won't, man. It's a beautiful <laughs> morning. I'm on the line with my boy, so, hey, all is well this way. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm so glad it's not raining anymore. Uh, yesterday was super trash. Uh, but I'm glad that we're gonna uh, we can actually go outside and not have to worry about getting poured on. But it's all good. It's, good. it's a good day to play football too. So I'm I'm not mad at all. Uh, we got a lot to get into. I don't want to waste any, any uh, time. But uh, let's talk about your Chicago Cubs. You've been following them uh, for the last several years. Like actually going to the games as part of uh, uh, the Bigs, and you know you've seen this this team develop from a world champion to almost making it to not even making the playoffs this year. They made a managerial uh, decision, and then they brought in uh, 2016 favorite uh, David Ross to be the manager this year. That was announced this week. Uh, what was your what's your thoughts and feelings about that hire? Do you think that's the move that's going to uh, move this team uh, from being a contender to being a world champion again? Uh, personally, it really, personally, they could have hired me or you. And <laughs> you know, it really wouldn't matter because until they fix the holes in the roster, then things are going to remain the same, in, in my opinion. But on the flip side, I do like David Ross. I uh, think, you know, he's a, he's a really good guy. He already has the relationships. He's close with, uh, you know, the, the the leaders of the team. You know, he's very close with Theo and Jed. So I knew almost at the beginning of last season when, you know, the writing was on the wall for Joe, I kind of figured that David Ross would be next in line just for the simple fact that I saw him around the ballpark way too much. Mm. And yeah, I, I saw we saw David Ross way too much last season, so – I knew something was brewing there, but again, um, until they fixed uh, what's needed to be fixed um, with the uh, the personnel, like I said, it really doesn't matter. But I do think David Ross would be good for those guys, and uh, you know Theo, you know he kind of needs him a uh, I wouldn't call it a yes man, but you know somebody that you know will kind of let them do that thing because whether they say it or not, Theo. And Jed, they want to have more control over the daily, day-to-day activities and the, and the ground-level stuff. And I think David Ross is perfect for them. Yeah, I, I was talking with someone as well, and they kind of felt like that could be a negative aspect of someone following what the top is telling him to do versus what may be on the ground where there may be a conflict and then that Dave Ross may be a little bit too buddy-buddy with guys he just won a ring with several years ago. So, like, yeah. would that be contentious if it if it had to be or would David Ross ever take it there I I, I think it's going to be an interesting contrast between him and Joe Madden a first time manager who doesn't have uh, any previous manager experience versus someone who's been doing it for 30 plus years Uh, that may even be a a, a huge positive or a huge negative I'm interested to see how that's going to play out No I feel you on that but you know it's uh, you know how these these leagues are, man, they're copycat leagues. So it's like when one, when they see success with one, you know, when one team does something successful, the rest of the league, they try to do the same. So it's just like, you know, a lot of people say, well, David Ross doesn't have any managerial experience, which is true. But, I mean, you can just look at Aaron Boone in that case in, in New York. I mean, he's, yep. he's doing pretty well over there. He's, he, 
he came into a pretty good situation as well. So, you know, that that worked that worked out in his favor. But again, like I said, that's the new wave. I think the old sixty year old manager, I think that wave is over. I think the new wave is hiring these younger guys with less experience to kind of, you know, mold with the front office and I do agree, though. I think the front office should stay in the suites and let the guys who they hire do their thing. That's why you hired them, to, to let them lead the way. So, again, it'll be interesting. And um, But, again, I like David Ross. Again, he has the relationships. He's good with the players. And I don't think he's going to just let those guys do them. Like, I think he'll hold them accountable in a different way than Joe Madden did because – if you know Joe, Joe basically let those guys police themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm mean, a bunch of grown men, so I don't think you really need to, you know, really be on a bunch of grown men like that. Like the old Lou Pinella days. I mean, that was cool, but it's a different era now. You know, guys make a lot more money, and it's just a different era now. So it will be great to see. But the press conference is tomorrow, and I will be in the building. Nice. I know you will be. Ask good questions. Ask good questions. <laughs> I will, man. I'm not, I'm not letting Theo. It'll, just like the last time we went there with Theo for an hour and a half after, after, uh, they, after Joe wasn't brought back, and he danced around the whole question like Michael Jackson, man. He never answered <laughs> the reason why we were there. Why wasn't Joe brought back? If he's such a great manager and he's a Hall of Fame manager and all of this, why wasn't he brought back? And Theo... You know, he gave us the, the Michael Jackson moonwalker. So, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see tomorrow, man. We'll see tomorrow, Gabe. All right, sounds good. All right, let's switch it to the uh, to the gridiron. Your Chicago Bears are hosting the San Diego, or excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. about them, man. Exactly. Uh, who have uh, fallen on a bit of hard times uh, lately. Um, so the uh, this week also. A young child attended a Chicago Blackhawks game and was interviewed and told everyone he wanted to be Mitch Trubisky for Halloween and was just booed by the Chicago Stadium, which is just awful. So that speaks volumes of uh, how the fans here in Chicago feel about Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, what do you uh, going into this game? I, I guess like what do we need to see? Uh, do we just need to see a decent performance, maybe uh, 200 yards passing, a touchdown? I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know what the what the ceiling is anymore for this kid because we're at rock bottom. Uh, what what yeah. is your take about this? Well, first of all, they need a W. It's a must win. That's terrible to say in week seven. That yeah, it's it is a must win. It's huge. Is week is it eight or seven? It's eight because they they had to buy. Damn. Well, again, <laughs> I'm going to show you how much I care about the you know right now because my thing. I I think people were looking too far ahead, man. Like, I saw a lot of guys talking Super Bowl and all of that, and it was like, yeah, all right, man. The defense is really good, but this ain't the Baltimore Ravens. You know, this ain't the Ray Lewis days. It's like you got to score points. You got to score, man. You got to be able to put those points on the board. And I think it starts at the top. I think Ryan Pace sucks, and I think um, Matt Nagy has been way too cute. And I think Mitch Trubisky is taking the brunt of it. Like, I mean, he was never proven coming out of North Carolina. But 
I also don't think Matt Nagy puts him in good enough positions for him to succeed at what he's best at. I mean, he's he's a pretty athletic quarterback. We don't see him running the ball. Nope. I mean, not not that he has to run 12 to 15 times a game, but I think he's much better when he's on the run. When he's in the pocket, he looks scared. Maybe not Maybe scared isn't the word, but he doesn't look comfortable. And I know the teams, they had a year to scout him. Last year, everybody was fairly new. So now that the scouting report is out, it's like, yeah, let's just drop eight in the zone, make him make real quarterback reads, and make him, uh, you know, win a game. And it hasn't, it's been very unsuccessful so far. So I'm putting the blame on Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy more than Mr. Trubisky, man. Any, any thought about some of the rumors that are circulating around, like even, um, the 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 Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Philip Roger, Philip Rivers, uh, him being sort of shopped around, or the Bears should make a play to get a veteran quarterback because the the window for the Bears to win a title with his defense is is only maybe a year or two uh, before right. like uh, before the salary cap starts to crush any dreams. Uh, any any what, what are your vibes or feelings about that, or even maybe even bringing in like a uh, uh, Con Kaepernick, or is that just too far fetched? Well, you know I'm down with signing Cap, but you know they never do that. That's no. against their religion. Yeah, <laughs> they'll never do that. Sadly, no. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. no but, let, but, let, let Mitch cook, man. They 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 moved up a pick in the draft to get Mitch. Let him cook for the rest of the year. But I know damn well they better get a quarterback next year. Yeah, exactly. It's uh yeah it's it's now or never it feels like it and with the uh, the team holding a players only meeting earlier this week it feels like uh, and I was talking with uh, the good folks at the barbershop network on social media like if they if they come and just drop the L today like the season's over it's like you can't have a players only meeting and then come out flat that just it just seems there's just where do you go from there it's like if the if the coaches can't reach you and the players can't reach you then what's the point so yeah, I. It's yeah, I expect that. I expect them to come out with a win, but still, it's going to be struggle season the rest of the year going forward. Uh, your Chicago Bulls yesterday uh, dropped the L to the world defending champion Toronto Raptors, uh, and I didn't see it, but the but the, our good our good friend over at uh, six seventy Tony Gill <laughs> did see it, and he was like, "This is pretty bad." Uh, the, what uh, I watched the Grizzlies game on Friday night. Uh, what did like? I guess what did you? Uh, I don't know if you've seen both of the games, but like, what is your take so far from the first several games into the season? It seems like a lot of hustle, a lot of uh, athleticism, but still there isn't sort of that cohesiveness yet to, uh, on both sides of the ball where we're seeing a lot of fast break points, but the defense is still giving away too many points. Well, I was sitting up there. Me and Tony was sitting on press row together last night, and we kept giving each other the same look. The entire game, it's like, yeah, these are the classic Bulls that we know. Uh, the first game against Charlotte, Charlotte stinks. Second game against Memphis, Memphis is even worse. So the Bulls should have been 2-0 going into yesterday's game. But the Toronto Raptors showed the Bulls that they are the defending champions and they put on a clinic. And, I, again, I think Chicago fans, have moved, they were moving way too fast, talking about the Bulls, our playoff team, and all of that. It's like, man, it's the same team. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I won't say I'm looking at guys regress, but I don't see anybody that got any better than last year. Like, mm. they talk about Laurie Markinen, and, yeah, he started off uh, the, the season with a 35-17 game, but... The last two games, he's looked like the same Laurie Markkinen from last year. Zach Levine, we know Zach is very capable. 
of scoring 35 to 40 points a night, but that's not the only side of the ball. He plays no defense. Uh, Kobe White, he started the season hot, but again, that was two games. It's like, and he played Charlotte and Memphis, two of the worst teams in the league. So last night, Toronto showed that we're grown men, and we're just not having it. So Kobe had his first taste of what the NBA is really like. Right. And the rest of those guys, man, you know what's funny to me, Gabe, is that Denzel Valentine is the last man off the bench. It's like if you let Ryan Archie Diacono, Shaq Harrison, and guys like that take your spot, then that that says a lot to me. So um, I'm a Bulls fan to the to till I die, but uh, same thing as last year, man. I don't see those guys winning 30 games. Really. The, yeah, man. Bill Simmons of the Ringer uh, posted them as the the one of the more fun teams to watch for in uh, this year, and I was like, I don't. It's like, uh, but then also, I had the same quizzical look when the the most of the sports media was saying that the Packers were going to be really good this year. I'm like, really? So I don't. I don't know. Like, if, if people from the the national uh, the national view sees this team a little bit different than us because we see it closer and what they're seeing and what versus what we're seeing. And could this team be fun but also lose a bunch of games <laughs> where they're just like they're just in it a lot of games but they just lose the close ones because they just don't have either the, the the talent level isn't up to par or they just don't have the skill level. Uh, either way, it's like if, if another playoff uh, a lackluster season, like where does where do you go from here? Because they they went all in with Zach Levine with the with the trade and they're starting to build with younger players like Kobe White. But if they, if that's not enough, then where do you go? Well, we don't have an Aaron Rodgers on the Bulls. No, hell no. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Bill Simmons was looking at, and what what fun out of I mean, what fun? Like, what NBA are these people watching, man? Like, maybe maybe I expect too much. I mean, I hoop, so I I don't know. Maybe these guys don't hoop, so I know what fun basketball is to watch. And the Bulls are not a fun basketball team to watch, man. I watch. Just with this whole new, this new NBA of of, of te- either taking a shot at the basket or a three point shot, there's like no in between, and that really blows me. Last night I watched Thomas Sadoransky pass up a wide open 16 foot jumper to take a step back three, and it looked it looked terrible. It looked like oh no, I, I was taught not to take this shot, so let me take an even worse shot, and it was it it, it kind of blew me, Gabe and. I don't know, man. The Bulls are not they're not they're not looking good right now, man. It's not fun basketball. Uh the Zach Levine is a mid range guy and now he's being told not to take the shots that he's comfortable with. It's like I don't agree with that at all. And um Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know where they go from here, man. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bulls fans, but <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real with you guys because 'cause I'm one of you. The uh, you're you're I've been bagging on the NBA this week is like the number of three point shots I see people putting up, which either airballed or go in, but doesn't matter. It's like and I've seen this just playing pickup ball. It's like younger younger kids the last ten years have begun to train themselves to shoot nothing but threes or outside shots, and so now those kids are now in the league. And you see, it, Golden State has proven and shown that they can be successful. Uh, and now every kid is shooting three pointers, and that's the league. 
unfortunately, I think that's going to be the future of the league is where all we're going to see is three-point shots and these 150, 130-point games uh, put up because no one plays defense. And no one play uh, no, no one plays in the center. No one plays under the rim. Uh, who's like the really best big center in the league right now? I'd be hard pressed to name anybody except uh, Anthony Davis, and he's even shooting threes. So it's like I don't even know where we're going with this. Yeah, the game is is very hard to watch, man. That's why last season three fourths. You know, I got that league pass, so I would just scroll. Me and Terrence, we'd be shout out to my player partner, T. Tom Terrence yeah. Tomlin. But uh, we would watch League Pass, and it would be like Phoenix versus Sacramento. Nope. Charlotte versus somebody. Nope. Uh, somebody else versus somebody. Nope. Portland versus Denver. Oh, finally a game we can watch. And it's like, man, that's why the game is falling off because of this new style. Again, the copycat league. Yep. Everybody saw Golden State with two of the best shooters in the history of the game and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Then they added KD. So, of course, they're going to make it look easy. But then when you got the Bulls who have no shooters, like Larry Markkinen ain't Larry Bird, man. And when, when I hear Stacey King call him Larry Legend, it's like, man, get out of here with it. that, man. You yeah, better find it. another nickname for him. <laughs> stop it. Oh, man. Eugene, man, thank you so much for checking in with us on this Sunday morning. We appreciate your time as always. Follow them on the social medias at It's the Bigs and at Stay Humble. It's a great follow. These guys are every and anywhere, and they definitely have the great hot takes and the honest takes, which we definitely need. Thank you so much. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, all right? Hey, Gabe, I appreciate you, man. Like I said, anytime you need me, just hit me up. I'm there. And keep December 6th free on your calendar and i'm telling you now you don't want to miss this one man all right sounds good uh, i i'm i'm I, I imagine this is a musical uh you guys are back in the promoting game so I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure you guys are bringing someone huge to the city yes sir don't miss it brother all right i'm there i'm i got it i'm putting it in my calendar my google calendar right now i'm there all right love man all right, Eugene McIntosh from the Bigs. Have a great day. And that's our time here on the Morning Rush. Voices from the Circles do up next. We'll be back at it next Sunday right here on WLUW 88.7 FM. We're out.